Welcome to the Harmony Perspective, where we talk about real churches with real pastors facing real issues. Hey folks, I want to thank you for joining us today at the Harmony Perspective. As normal, I'm joined by two amazing pastors, uh, Pastor TJ and Pastor Patrick. Good afternoon, guys. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. So listen, as we wrap up 2020, I'm sure like you or like us, you have a lot of questions, maybe some lingering questions. I'm pretty sure 2020 wasn't what any of us planned as we kind of set out our year and thought about what uh, the year would hold. I, I think so many churches, and including maybe ours, had uh, vision graphics of 2020 and clear sight and all of this idea of what was going to be an amazing 2020. And then, folks, God in his sovereignty knew something different, right? But we're finishing up this year, and we have some questions and uh, three lingering questions um, as we look ahead as a church in 2021. We got a lot, but we're going to go stick to three. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to be able to cover three today. So, um, you know, one thing that's on my mind is uh, does gathering still matter? Does gathering still matter? 2020 held a a pretty different year for what it looked like for uh, churches to gather, right? So many of us uh, in one of our episodes earlier, by the way, this is episode number four for those who are hanging with us, and we appreciate you doing that. But one of our episodes earlier in the year, we were talking about the fact that, you know, we were not able to gather in person, that we had transitioned, uh, transitioned, excuse me, to, uh, you know, parking lot church, and then we did online church. And you know, since the summer, we've been back in person, and it looks a little bit different. So the question, I guess, that that's lingering out there is, does gathering still matter? Does gathering still matter? What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I don't I don't think we can ever get away from gathering, right? It's one of the commands in, uh, in Hebrews, and I, I'm sure you'll hit that, but... Uh, and, and we need one another. So some can thrive in online, and I don't think that should ever go anywhere. I think the digital church is a uh, church of the future, but certainly we still need to be in proximity to one another. We we were made for relationships, both um, vertical and horizontal. So I think the gathering does matter. No yeah, doubt. I see that as well. Student ministry is 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 hard online. Is as much as you would think that students are inclined to be tech savvy, uh, computer literate, um, student ministry online and kids ministry as well has been difficult, uh, just for the, for the connection piece. I think gathering is is absolutely important. Obviously a biblical command being it it mandates its importance, but, um, I think, I think trying to be online without actual gathering is, it's been difficult. So I'm, I'm reminded Patrick, you, uh, you hit on it, actually, both of you guys did. So Hebrews 10, 25, and let us not ne- neglect the meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And I think if that verse was written for us today, I mean, it. it today is a day, especially now. Let's not neglect the meeting um, uh, together of the and, church. And it's not just about the meeting, right? It's about the encouraging. That's right. And who doesn't need that today? Yeah. Yeah, more than ever, more than ever. So studies would show or statistics, I guess, would show that right now, you know, anywhere from 40 to 50% of the church 
has not returned. And I think that statistic holds true for us uh, here at Harmony. It's it's about half of our folks are engaging in person. We are seeing still an engagement in the digital arena. Um, there's churches that are struggling with this idea, are they an online church or do they have church online? And, and those are questions that maybe we'll tackle in, uh, in 2021. But, you know, I want to encourage us. So what do we do about it? Um, so as I kind of thought about this question that lingers in my heart, you know, I thought, you know, 2021 will be a reset of sorts. You know, I think in some ways we as church leaders have to forget what was behind us and we got to look ahead to the future. Um, I think we've been doing that for decades, hanging on to a church and an idea of church that uh, today is not necessarily happening. And uh, the pre-COVID attendance for our church and for other churches around us, it may be years before we reach that, if we ever reach that again. And I think 2021 holds a little bit of a reset. Uh, TJ has done an incredible work at Harmony of helping us to invest in digital resources, to be able to stream services. Um, we're actually trying to invest in uh, and really be in the digital arena, to share ideas, share scripture. Uh, Patrick, what are some other things that we've done uh, in that realm? Well, we certainly upped our production value, and that was a big part of all of it, was that we would begin to recognize that we got to invest in this. It can't just be something that we also do. It's got to be something that we do uh, with excellence, just like we try to do with everything. And so for our Wednesday night kids groups, we were shooting videos, uh, you know, uh, creatively trying to, to help them see scripture through humorous videos. And um, now we're doing a online lesson that goes along with the craft that they got. And so there's just different ways and different elements of each ministry that we're trying to push into this digital atmosphere where people are already. It's the, the church may have not have been there in the strongest way, but people have been there for years and years now. And I think you see that as well with, so you hit on some of the kids stuff, but with uh, the adults, Zoom classes, um, utilizing Zoom, utilizing uh, the Facebook uh, portion to where you can come together kind of as a community to have Sunday school classes and different things like that for adults as well, um, hitting all those points of, of social media, online, digital stuff. That's right. It's really meeting people where they are, right? So, and we've always preached that as a church that, hey, you have to meet someone where they are and we got to get them to where God wants them to go. Um, really in the digital arena, that's where they, they are. So I want to encourage as we wrap up this question is that, you know, one thing as a church leader is, is don't live or die by the numbers. I think the numbers are important and attendance is important because it represents people, but the engagement piece is so much more. Look at how you're engaging your community. Look at the folks who are liking, subscribing, joining, um, interacting with the content that you're putting out digitally because that matters. Um, that really matters. But and, also, go ahead. I just want to interject. If you are in the congregation, if those that are listening are part of the congregation, ours or another, for you to engage, you know, be a part of what we have going on because uh, it encourages those that are doing it. So the, the children's ministry, the youth ministry, the men's ministry, the women's ministry, they need to see that what they're putting out is, is being taken in. Uh, and in many part, cases, it's just what we have to offer. And so if you're not engaging there, and in all likelihood, people are not engaging anywhere. So be put something into it, and, and you'll get out what you put in. That's right. That's right. 
The other thing I'd encourage, and this is a little bit of a hard truth or hard love, is that as a pastor, we can't hide behind the numbers and the decline as an excuse not to change. And we can't hide behind COVID as, well, that was COVID and that's its problem. And that's why we're in the position that we're in. I just want to encourage us, you know, as I chew on this question for 2021, is let's look at 2021 as a year of hope and change, a year that we actually can look ahead to the future and not necessarily looking behind us. Um, because I think, I know that God has some great things in store. So, you know, that's a question, guys, I'm, I've been chewing on. Um, how about you guys? What what have you been thinking about um, wrapping up this year, looking ahead to next year? What's some lingering questions? I think for me, one of them is how do you then pastor in this non-gathering, socially distanced environment? Uh, that's what we're, we've all three been called to. Maybe those that are listening have been called to, or they've either been called to it or they're being ministered to by someone that is called to it. And so all of this has changed. Uh, visitation, as we look at that, um, I, I think about uh, what God, what Paul commanded uh, for those uh, in the Ephesians church, the elders there, as he's going off, as he's been arrested, and he has to go to Rome. Uh, and we look at Acts 20, 31 through 35, the things that he says for them to do uh, and, and the way they are to shepherd the flock, to care for those that are part of it, that's really hard to do online. That's really tough to do. And in some ways, it's actually more caring now for us to stay away than it is for us to come and visit. And so it's real hard when somebody's having a surgery to not be able to go and pray with them beforehand. But we got to make that phone call to pray with them. And, and, and we miss some of those. Nobody's going to get 100% uh, on that because there's just so much going on all the time. Every, with the COVID cases, with people having just basic surgeries, uh, that somebody's falling through the cracks. And so it puts even more emphasis on us to lead our deacons and small group leaders to be that outreach portion to visit to minister in those ways because we got to do this together uh just in, in our church the the uh, over a hundred families that we got to minister to uh one person can't do that three people can't do that but together with our uh, small group leaders deacons we get into the dozens of people can make that reach and, and really that's a change that so desperately needed to happen, not necessarily for our church, but for the broader church, is the idea of the priesthood of believers, right? That each and every one of us is called to be a pastor, right? Each each and every one of us is called to to love on folks and to to really pastor folks, not in a, a priesthood extent, but I think you understand where I'm going with that. So many churches have relied on the one staff pastor to do all of the care and all the counseling and all of that. And, and I don't think when you look at how the New Testament church is described, I don't think that's how it's described. Yeah, and our job, our role primarily, we shepherd the the, the flock of God, no doubt, as the under-shepherds, as he is the good shepherd, but we also equip them to go and do this ministry, to love on one another, to reach out to one another, and, and our church does a fabulous job of that. Uh, but we've got to look at some new ways to do it, right? It's got to be FaceTime text messages, phone calls, uh, Zoom, whatever it may be, going by a house and leaving a, a gift by the door, just something to, to engage with those people that maybe have uh, have slipped away 
that have gotten into a place where they're just tired of the digital. Uh, when we can't be face-to-face, we got to always be making that reach, going, going above and beyond uh, for our brothers and sisters in Christ, because ultimately that's what we are, the family uh, of Christ here. Um, and, I think and, one thing real quick yep. before you jump to that is just the kind of the old school of uh, idea of writing letters. You know, that's a craft that is, or art, uh, that is dead, but man, that that makes a difference when you get a handwritten letter. Now is the time, folks. If you're not doing that, I, you know, grab a piece of paper, write a letter to somebody this week, and I guarantee the result of that. You'll be amazed by uh, the difference that makes in someone's life when they actually reach in their mailbox and and they can see you took the time to do that. Absolutely. I have to get somebody else to write mine though, because you wouldn't be able to read my writing. <laughs> that's a Doctor <laughs> Patrick Robinson. Yeah, that's that's for sure. <laughs> and what we got to do is. Always point our people to Jesus as the constant. He is our anchor. He is our cornerstone. We have to be founded on him because he's there even when others are not. He, he never leaves us or forsakes us. And so we have to help people see that, grab onto that idea. Uh, and then just with equipping, we got to make some shifts in that and, and I've started doing that and sending out some couples devotions over the last few months and slowly growing that um, using text messaging or uh, online means to do that just getting those conversations started that people are are reading the word and talking about the word together so it goes back to what we talked about with the family devotions right so they're thinking about it when they rise up and when they sit down and they have those conversations as a couple. So I send them out something about, uh, you know, having peace in Christ and, and the scripture there. And so then they have those conversations with their kids and all this happens digitally. It happens across a text message or across a, a Facebook message or across a Facebook post. So there's all these new ways that it's going until we can get back together and have those things happen in face to face. That's right. And, and that probably doesn't need to die or it doesn't need to die when gathering uh, happens again, right? Some of the stuff we're learning, folks, we can't get rid of it. Um, one of the areas that I think we've struggled with, though, as our church in recent days is the idea of personal evangelism. So you talked about this um, kind of this norm now of being socially distanced. Um, TJ, how, how do we even bridge that gap? You've been chewing on something about that? Yeah, I have, actually. Um, working through this digital age of of church, really, uh, with COVID and being quarantined and not being able to meet or restricted in, in ways that we can meet, um, I think one of, the, one of the best ways to evangelize and do it digitally is to be able to share some video testimonies. Um, there was actually a challenge we did. Was it early this, earlier this year, late last year sometime? I can't remember when it was exactly, but um, there was several guys that put out their testimony, and I was hesitant in putting mine out. I, was th- I think I was one of the last ones to kind of get theirs out and um, sat down, did a video testimony of it, uh, five to eight minutes or something like that. I can't remember. And the response that I got from that uh, was pretty amazing. There was people that, that was or that saw that video, that heard my testimony, um, that heard the test that I went through (laughs) and the outcome of it, and it encouraged them, it strengthened them. The response was amazing, but there was also people that that may have heard 
the good news of Jesus Christ through my testimony for the very first time. Right. Um, it was on social media. It was out on Facebook. It was out on YouTube, I believe, as well, or maybe. And uh, there were there were people that watched it that maybe have never heard of Jesus Christ before. And First John five eleven uh, says this. This is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is found in his Son. And when we think about our testimony, we've said it uh, several times over the past few years. One of the best ways you can put it together is to tell what your life was like before Jesus Christ. And then tell what your life was like through coming to know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. So what did that encounter with Christ look like? And then how is your life different now? that you have Jesus Christ. And uh, just taking a video testimony of that, sharing what God has done in your life through His Son, um, and putting that out there is a great way to evangelize in the community that you're a part of on Facebook or on uh, Twitter or on Instagram um, and TikTok even. Um, another thing uh, that we can do, uh, as far as, you know, maybe you've got a a group that you're a part of, a small group or a Sunday school class or something. Um, you can also take that uh, three circles that we've used before and um, kind of work through the three circles together, but then also then put out challenges from that three circles on, um, on Facebook or on some type of social media platform, or maybe even the Romans Road. We've used the Romans Road several times in the last couple of years. Um, you know, train up on it, get familiar with the Romans Road and use that uh, put a piece of scripture out there and then put the next piece, you know, so Romans 3.23 and then Romans 6.23 and then 5, you know, moving forward uh, from, hey, we're sinners and, you know, we deserve death, but yet Christ stepped into our place, took on that punishment, and we've got salvation through that. So people can hear the gospel through that. And then just post in scripture, literally share, share, share. If the church that you're a part of posts something, share that. If you've got a friend that posts something that's got scripture on it or something that's encouraging that that shares something about Jesus, share that. Like hit the share button. Continue to share. Uh, Pastor Patrick, I see, is always sharing stuff uh, from other churches. He, he's sharing other churches' um, sermons, even, uh, and that's that's so people can see, you know, what Christ is doing. Uh, their their churches are still having church. I mean, it's still going on, even though we may not be able to meet in the way that we've used to. But hit the share button. When you see something comes out, hit the share button. And then one other way uh, that I know that we can have some personal evangelism uh, is invite somebody on the Bible app to a devotional. Um, that's something that's been recent for me. Uh, I know I'm pushing that the last couple of podcasts, but um, it's been recent for me, but it's been good for me. And so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of support that and say this has been a good thing. And I'd invite you and challenge you to... Uh, invite somebody on the face on, on the Bible app. I mean, and start a devotion with them. So TJ, when you say the Bible app, I think that's a, the U version Bible app, which is right. uh, developed by Life Church. One of the greatest free resources uh, that you can find in uh, the the app library. So uh, you can search that U version or U version Bible and, and, and dive into that thing. It's use incredible. it. Use it like social media. Comment on stuff. Uh, engage with each other. Um, uh, TJ, you talked about the challenges. Those things got legs um, when we started doing that, when, when we had those testimonies going out. But I think even, you know, just a God moment that happens in your life. Yeah. 
capture that. When you experience God, capture that in a, in a Facebook post or in a video or something to get That's it right. out there so people can understand that this isn't just a one-time thing. This is a continual thing going right. on. And, and one of the easiest ways to share. So you said to hit share. Man, that that is no, I mean, there is like no worry to do that, right? So, so many people are worried to walk up to a stranger and maybe talk about their testimony. The share button is so easy. You know, why aren't we doing that? That's right. And if, you know, Patrick put something out and you can share it, you've got friends on your group, on your Facebook that he doesn't have. Um, if you put something out, Ben, and it's, you know, something encouraging is scripture, it, you know, I share it. I've got people on my Facebook that you're not friends with. That's right. Like through just clicking the share button, simple, quick, click. Um, there's more and more people, hundreds, more people seeing that same encouragement, seeing that same scripture, seeing that gospel message. That's and, right. And we have a lot of essential workers too. So don't give up on the idea that you can't continue to do those things face to face. If you're in an office, if you're in a hospital, if you're in a classroom, wherever it may be, seize those opportunities. That God has you there, even socially distanced, you can have that conversation and point somebody to Jesus Christ. That's Absolutely. right. So speaking of sharing, a great way for you to share our podcast is for you to like and subscribe. So if you haven't done that, we want to encourage you to do that now. And that's going to be a way for you to get uh, first dibs on all of the great content that is going to be put out in 2021. So thank you for hanging up with us today. And uh, we look forward to talking to you next time on the Harmony Perspective.